Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys. Welcome back to the Asian Madness Podcast. So, I have been looking into many cases these past few weeks that could be categorized as crimes of passion. And let me tell you, some are really insane and just despicable. I know, they probably all are. Most of the ones I've looked into are from Taiwan for now, so I've decided to share some of them with you. Not with the intent to sensationalize or entertain, but it should mostly serve to spread awareness and as a warning for all of us to be more aware of who we associate ourselves with. So here I present to you something that happened pretty recently. I mean recent, as in May of 2018 recent. You may or may not have seen a couple articles about this case posted in my Facebook group. But here's the full story of what happened between 28-year-old Gary Chu and 27-year-old Huang Yiming. This is a case that happened in Taipei, Taiwan, where a man felt so betrayed and so offended that he decided to commit murder, but not just murder. You'll see. Before I give you the details of this case, I think a lot of background information is probably necessary on who these people were and what their relationship was like. Gary Chu was born in 1990. Yes, he has a Western name, so we will just call him Gary in this episode to make things a little bit easier. His family was quite well off, and it was said that they doted on him a lot. He grew up in a good environment and seemed to be like any other kid, playful and had his own dreams. So what did he want to be when he grew up? In a way ironic, but in a way not at all surprising, he wanted to be a police officer. His mother stated that he always had a strong sense of justice as a child and that was what he wanted to be when he grew up. But we know things don't always work out the way we want them to. Gary wasn't really academically successful, so when he was in middle school, his parents decided to send him off to the United States to continue his studies hoping it might create more opportunities. I've known quite a few people who have been sent overseas once they realized they weren't doing that great in school. As you probably know, there is a stereotype about Asians being overachievers and always good at math and getting good grades. Asian school systems and even our work environment tends to be more focused on your grades and academic performance and achievement, as in what looks good on paper. So being sent overseas means more possibilities, I suppose. Because they knew he wouldn't be able to make it to a top-ranking high school or university here in Taiwan. Not judging, though. Just stating how some people view schooling and future success. Anyway, he still wasn't really doing that great after being sent overseas. He was allegedly bullied by his classmates, possibly due to race issues or the fact that he didn't really speak English or it could be because of some other reason. He began to lash out and became quite violent. Instead of focusing on school, he began to take wrestling and MMA classes. 
I suppose you could see it as a good outlet for his aggression and anger, but it sort of ended up building more violence and aggression in him. But of course, being an aggressive and angry young man isn't exactly a crime, but you can bet your ass it eventually did lead him to commit a few, or allegedly so, according to sources. While Gary was still living in the U.S., he was arrested for being involved in a bank robbery. Not sure if it was just conspiracy or if it was actually carried out. His parents paid a lot of money to get him released and to get his sentence suspended. And once the sentence was suspended and he was released, he immediately fled the U.S. and returned to Taiwan. If this happened to be true, I'm going to assume he has a criminal record and can never enter the U.S. again. Once he returned to Taiwan, though, he continued doing whatever he wanted while working as a gym coach in World Gym, as in the international fitness company. In 2016, he was arrested for importing marijuana from the United States. His family, of course, posted his bail, and he was out and about waiting for his trial and his sentencing. Side note, marijuana is not really common in Taiwan, and it is very much illegal. Taiwan has a very low tolerance for any kind of drug, including weed. I don't think I've ever seen anyone smoke weed in Taiwan. Obviously, I haven't either since I'm a law-abiding citizen. God forbid. So back to Gary and his marijuana charges. He was finally sentenced earlier this year in April to three years and ten months in prison. And he was expected to report to officials on May 18th. Shockingly, he never did. One more piece of information on this dude. He had married a girlfriend last year, but they were now separated, not yet divorced. According to his wife and the wife's brother, he constantly abused her and their marriage only happened because he pressured and forced her into it. He would have her locked up at home. He took her phone away, beat her, and called her nasty names. It wasn't until one day when they were out grocery shopping that she managed to run away and called her family. She filed a restraining order against him and took photos of her bruises as proof. As you can probably tell, this guy is not really someone you want to hang out with. If you're thinking, hey, he doesn't seem that bad, well, there's more. And hopefully it'll change your mind. Now, let's get to the details of the case. Around March of this year, 2018, Gary matched with a 27-year-old woman on Tinder. Her name was Huang Yiming. They made the relationship official soon after meeting up, and at first, things were perfect. Love was in the air, he was charming, he was perfect, and she was in love. But of course, no one is perfect and people start to show their real side sooner or later. Which is totally normal, but not so much with Gary. This guy was once known as a womanizer and was constantly looking for hookups. Which, of course, is not an issue, but guess what? According to Gary, women were not allowed to have hookups because that made them disgusting and a downright slut. Not only that, he was also very possessive and very jealous. He even slut-shamed any woman who wasn't a virgin and made sure his new girlfriend had to be a virgin before getting into a relationship with her. Yeah, I know, what a lovely man. Gary began to accuse Huang of lying to him about being a virgin. He expressed how betrayed he felt and how used he felt and how unclean she was. He called her a liar and a whore. According to sources, Gary was Huang's first real relationship and sometimes when you've never been in a relationship, 
you really don't know what to expect or how it's supposed to be like. You're under the illusion that this is love. She apologized to Gary constantly and tried to explain herself and denied his accusations. I suppose he was somewhat appeased and forgave her because he was pretty much just a big fucking crybaby who needed others to give him attention and cater to his needs. He also didn't let her have any male friends and was furious when he found out she was messaging anyone of the opposite sex. And even worse, if they were foreigners. Insecurity would be an understatement with this man. Of course, Huang kept apologizing and they ended up reconciling. Then, things went from crappy to shitty. On May 20th, Gary met Huang's parents and the four of them had lunch together. It was around this time that they learned that he not only had a criminal record for drug charges, he was also married. They were obviously alarmed and not too accepting of this. I mean, I would be concerned if this happened to anyone around me. I guess things were okay at lunch and the couple left together afterwards. Her parents, worried that she might be targeted, texted their daughter a few times telling her to be careful. When they received no response from her, they tried calling her. She never answered her phone, nor did she call back. Her parents waited a couple days, but when they still couldn't reach her, they called the police and filed a missing persons report. Huang had stopped showing up for work, which is obviously a major red flag. Around this time, Gary suddenly reappeared on social media and posted a Facebook post, pretty much victimizing himself and whining about how he was betrayed by his girlfriend about her lying to him about being a virgin and all that stuff. He even posted a screenshot of a message that she had supposedly sent him. It was a long message where Huang calls herself a dirty whore, admits to losing her virginity to a male prostitute, and how she doesn't deserve to have him in her life because he is too good for her. It was major cringe. No one believed she had sent it, though, as in he probably wrote it himself using her phone and sent it to himself. The things that people do. Police checked into her disappearance, and on May 27th, they discovered CCTV footage of the couple entering Gary's apartment. The camera footage was of the stairwell, and discovered that the couple had gone up to his apartment in the evening of May 20th. No one left or entered again until 25 hours later, on the evening of May 21st. Gary made several trips from his apartment, each time carrying a bag full of something. Police followed the CCTV footage trail and ended up searching the community garden area. There, they found seven plastic bags. They were the dismembered remains of Huang. Seven bags. All parts of her were in the bags, except for some of her organs and part of her left thigh. The left thigh turned out to be in an eighth bag located two days later, about 20 meters away. Tragic and really heavy stuff. Police obviously had a warrant and entered Gary's residence. He was nowhere to be found. Inside his apartment, police found a hammer, a machete, and a baseball bat, which all could have been used to commit the murder and the dismemberment. Blood was also discovered in the bathroom, which was most likely where he did the dismembering. With this creep on the loose, police had to act fast and find him before he did any more harm. But it wouldn't take long to find him. In the early mornings of May 28th, 
People made calls to the police after finding a man hanging outside an old government building. Police arrived and discovered that Gary had committed suicide by hanging. Inside his bag was a suicide note, apologizing to his parents. That's all, just his parents. As if they were the only ones that he hurt. Now that the suspect was dead, the police had to work around them, talk to people who were close to both Gary and Huang to determine what could have happened. According to screenshots between Huang and her close friend, which she provided later on, she had mentioned a few days before her murder how he was accusing her of all sorts of things. In another series of ridiculous things, he had demanded Huang that she wake up extra early and go to the market in the morning to buy groceries and prepare food for him. When Huang asked him to go with her, he called her selfish and spoiled and even told her she would never find someone better than him. This is so toxic and so disgusting. From Huang's tone in her message, it sounded like she was getting sort of fed up with his arrogance. On the day that she was last seen, Huang had sent her friend messages throughout the day. Huang was texting her friend that Gary was begging her to go to his apartment to talk. She even asked her friend to pray for her. Her friend asked her for his address just in case and even told her, don't say too much to him. He just might cut you into pieces. That's crazy. I highly doubt her friend meant anything by it, but she probably was just exaggerating as we all do when we talk, but the fact that this happened is quite chilling. Police were suspicious that Gary's parents were informed of the crime after it had happened, and it was even possible that they helped him dispose of Huang and helped hide him. If this is found to be true, his parents would for sure face legal consequences. Huang's autopsy showed that she had a head trauma, possibly from a hammer. As for her organs, police and forensics team are still looking through the apartment's sewage system, suspecting that he might have taken them out, cut them into pieces, and flushed them down the toilet. Just simply disgusting piece of human trash. After this incident, those close to Gary told sources that he used to be a very normal person, but everything changed after he left Taiwan and began to get bullied. It caused him some sort of trauma that resulted in dissociative identity disorder, as in DID, and him having panic attacks. He was said to have been diagnosed by doctors when he was in the U.S. and had been using medical marijuana as a treatment. And once he returned to Taiwan, where medical marijuana isn't a thing, he decided to import it illegally. He was also taking medication from local hospitals, but they weren't working, so he just stopped. Comments left on forums regarding this case were less than pleasant for obvious reasons. Most people called him names, cursed at him, and said his parents were also at fault. From what we know, his parents always seemed to be very forgiving and very doting, which isn't really wrong, but in a sense... He never really got to take responsibility for his own actions. After reading about this case, my university professor, Dr. Brian Phillips, messaged me telling me that Huang was actually from our university, and we were even in the same major. No, I don't think I have ever met her, nor did I know of her, as I was a senior when she was only a freshman. But suddenly, this case hits a little too close to home. So there you have it, the murder-suicide of a possibly disturbed man and an innocent woman who really just thought she was in love.
I know Asian culture in general is somewhat more conservative, but even this guy is way too much. Please be aware of your friends and family, and please try to provide help if you see anyone in similar situations. Let's reach out and help them before something unthinkable happens. Till next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.